Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at I just was absolutely ecstatic to see the defense that Keegan was playing on Luka Doncic, especially right after a night that he, Luka Doncic literally just scored 70-plus points. But yeah, I'm really liking what I'm seeing defensively from the team. I think Kevin Herter has been really good defensively. Um, he had some really nice help defense on Kevin Her- or, um, sorry, Luka Doncic last night, so that was good to see. Uh, personally, I just loved... And there were multiple times De'Aaron did this uh, against different defenders, I might add. Just his post-up game. Uh, He would drive and then put his back to the basket, take abuse, take bumps, and still finish. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Joined by my co-pilots, Naima and Liz. What's going on? What's up, y'all? Hey, y'all. All right, so we're in the studio uh, a day after uh, the Kings' victory in Dallas. Uh, so here we go. First quarter, Dallas starts off with an eight to nothing run. Then it was all beam team for the rest of the way. Herder and Harrison Barnes hits threes. Keegan posted up and showed off his beautiful footwork. Keegan got his first block on Luca. Second quarter, De'Aaron showed off his back to the basket turnaround fadeaway, which he went to all night. Monk hit Javal for a gorgeous oop. Domas posted up and hit a right-handed nifty land. Keegs blocks Luca two times. Mark Jones with the line of the night. Keegan got Luca on that Wilson diet, eating leather twice. Kings led 63-49 to end the half. Uh, well, I just was absolutely ecstatic to see the defense that Keegan was playing on Luka Doncic, especially right after a night that he, Luka Doncic literally just scored 70-plus points and you know, the second most after Kobe's 81. So it's like, I just, I just love to see the potential and how fast that Keegan is going. Of course, seeing, seeing Fox as well, coming back to his old self and everything, Domas, you know, double, double machine and all that. So it was just a solid first half by the Kings. I don't, I don't have really much to say other than that. Um, I feel like we're coming together at the perfect time right now, right before all-star break. So yeah, just, just a solid first half. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it was it was nice to see because anytime a guy goes off for 73, you know, a game before or the night before, we should say, um, you always get worried that he's going to come out and he's still going to have um, that heater of, you know, that's, you know, kind of continuing, especially on a back-to-back. He's not going to be basically slowing down. He's just going to kind of have that adrenaline. Um, so he's going to come out and kind of, to start firing away. Um, but yeah, Keegan, his defense on Luca 
Um, just pretty much the whole game was just outstanding. Uh, you have to slow a guy like that down um, because once you give him that momentum, you know, as Atlanta saw, you know, he just wasn't stopping basically. So, yeah, the first half, it was nice to see that. And then, you know, De'Aaron get back to his old self, you know, had 21 points in that first half. Um, just not settling for the three as much, um, which I've kind of noticed. He's taking it to the basket more. He's getting back to his little, you know, um, mid-range shot, uh, that fadeaway that he hit. Um, it was just outstanding. So it's it's really nice to see De'Aaron Fox um, just back out there kind of, you know, doing what we're used to him doing. And I saw this a lot on the timeline. So many people were like, oh, man, this looks like last year's beam team. And I'm guilty, too, for, for saying that. And I thought it was. And, you know, you mentioned how Fox looked more like mid-range Fox, which I think is totally fine uh, because that also means that if he's taking less three-pointers, that means Harrison Barnes and Herter are taking more. And they're having more opportunities to score. So I thought that was great. Um, and like we all said earlier, Keegan definitely set the tone uh, with his defense on Luka. And then I thought the Kings played uh, really good defense throughout this uh, sec first half. And I thought that their defense at the end of the first quarter where they forced uh, Dallas to miss a lob was fantastic. So moving forward to the second half, third quarter, HB and Herter both hit threes again. Mike Brown with another successful challenge, which doesn't happen often. Domas battled for a putback. Kings were up 19 to end the quarter. Fourth quarter, Mavs make a run in the final minutes combined with some questionable calls that went the Mavs away. Fox took over and drives for a layup. Kings lead is down to three. HB hits clutch free throws in the final minute. Kings win 120 to 115. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see, you know, the second half. I mean, they came out, you know, halftime, you know, kind of with their foot on the pedal, continuing their leads and stuff. Um, I think at one point they got to like a 22 point lead. I love that the timeline, you know, I saw over the timeline, oh, Harrison Barnes won't score more than 10 points, da 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 da, mostly by Warriors fans. But, you know, he had another great game last night, 20 points, and especially hitting those clutch free throws at the end. Um, also played really good defense a few times, his help defense. He got a, a steal there, I believe it was like in the third or fourth quarter, um, where he kind of, you know, deflected it to Herder and then Herder got it out to Fox and Fox went went down with the slam. So, um, nice to see that for Harrison. But yeah, that was a little uncomfortable the way they were, you know, finishing that game. There was definitely some questionable calls. Um, but yeah, Mike Brown, I Mark Jones kind of trolled Mike Brown and was like, oh, you know, we have uh, the best challenger, you know, uh, on the team. He was kind of trolling him on the broadcast. So I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, just to get out of there with a win, um, no matter the end score. Yeah, we made it a little uncomfortable there at the end. Uh, but we did what we had to do to win. Um, that's our third win in a row now, especially after going, you know, four in a row and lo the losing column. So to get three in a row right now on a long road trip uh, is just amazing. So hopefully they can keep this up. But yeah, I'm really liking what I'm seeing defensively from the team. I think Kevin Herter has been really good defensively. Um, he had some really nice help defense on Kevin Herter, uh, I'm sorry, Luka Doncic last night. So that was good to see. Uh, but yeah, this team, they just continue to, you know, show the small improvements. And if they can continue that defensive, you know, progress throughout the season, because come playoff time, that's where the defense is really going to count. Um, because that's where you kind of want to play that lockdown defense type of stuff. So um, just a nice one all around last night for the team. Yeah, it's it was important, I feel like, for the Kings to win, especially on a night where um, Phoenix also – wait, they lost today, I think. And then Pelicans lost yesterday. So to have, like, those a couple games um, in hand against them is really important because it's literally the 
playoff picture it looks very tight between the five and like literally the 10 to this 10 spot even that four spot is like only three games back so yeah it was just an extremely uh, important win yeah at the end it got a little shaky but um good to uh, pull out the win like that I feel like all the starters for the Kings played extremely well everyone had 15 points or more. Um, Harrison Barnes has been on a tear. He's been playing really well. I hope that continues. I feel, I think it's like um, if he scores or has more than 10 shots a game, we're like, we have such much more better record than when he doesn't shoot that many. So uh, hopefully he'll continue to do that. And like, like we said earlier, like Fox just playing like Fox, we knew he wasn't going to be playing um, lackluster or less than what he usually is. So it's just good to have him back and for him to like hit his normal mid range shots and not settle for threes. So yeah, good win. Hopefully we'll continue this uh, on our next game. So, yeah. So shout out to the Mavs for making it a game. I knew they weren't going to go away, especially with Luke on your team. Mm-hmm. And and no shout out to our broadcast team for for the announcer jinx. Uh, they mentioned that Luca was on a streak of having a three, at least one three, for over a certain amount of games. And so far, he hasn't hit a three this game. And lo and behold, within the minute, uh, Luca hits a timely three at the end of the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. So uh, there went that. I wanted to know uh, what your favorite moments from the game were. For me, uh, my timeline, everybody loved the two blocks that Keegan had. Uh, Personally, I just loved, and there were multiple times De'Aaron did this uh, against different defenders, I might add, just this post-up game. Uh, He would drive and then put his back to the basket, take abuse, take bumps, and still finish. And it didn't matter who was guarding him. It was a masterclass. Uh, What about you all? Yeah, I think my favorite, um, I talked about in the recap, uh, when I can't, I think it was Luca that was trying to pass across court, I think to Grant Williams, but Harrison Barnes got the deflection and went to Kevin. And then Kevin just made like a sweet pass to De'Aaron Fox and De'Aaron Fox. There's no way you're catching De'Aaron Fox when he's out on a fast break like that. So that's just defense to a T right there. Um, you have to keep your hands active in the passing lanes, things like that. So just to see that type of defense um, was really nice. So that was definitely my favorite moment of the game. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Daly, he um, there was multiple times he was posting up and like hitting a fadeaway shot. There was this one certain fadeaway shot where he like the step. It was nasty. It was like a step back and he turned around and he like hit the shot and then he fell to the ground <laughs> and he cut. I was just like, my gosh, what a shot. And also um, towards the end of the fourth quarter, I think it was less than a minute where he had an ISO against their center. I'm not sure what the Mavs center's name is. Um, and basically he just put him to work and he ended up scoring on that layup. Um, so yeah, uh, Aaron just had a t- terrific game and it was so much fun to watch him. I think that was against Lively. Oh yeah, I think it. Yeah, him. And shout out to Lively. What a luxury it is to have a center that could guard literally one through five. Yeah, he did the best he could against Fox, but you know when Fox is cooking, you can't really do much about it. Right, and and but yeah, it's like oh my goodness, rim runner, uh, rim protection, mm-hmm. guard on the on the perimeter. Uh, I think he's going to be really good uh, for years to come. So good for them. Um, so as far as our winning streak is concerned, I mean, we're on a three-game winning streak. What do you think are some key things that you could take away from that? And like for me, I think I like this game the most because I think the way we won 
was really sustainable. Um, they didn't do anything super special other than play to their averages. So it's like, you know, De'Aaron's always nine times out of 10, an average game for him is going to be around 27 to 35 points, which he did, right? And then the Kings only shot 36% from three. Um, you know, it's not like they went nuclear and shot more than 50% or anything like that. So I think if they're locked in and they shoot this well, they could win ball games like this. Um, I'm not going to say with ease, but this is like doable. Uh, what do you guys say? Yeah, I think when anytime in any professional sport you can get a win streak going, that's super important. And like Naima was talking about earlier, the West is, you know, from like the fourth to like the tenth seed, it's pretty stacked. So, like, if we can get, because I believe we're like five and a half games out from the one seed, but like one through four is like only a few games out. So, if we can separate ourselves a little bit from, you know, the like seventh to the tenth seed, because we it would be better to not be in the playing situation in playoff time. Um, just, you know, kind of lock in that and get that couple days rest while they're playing out the, you know, playing games and things like that. So anytime you can get a win streak, it's really important. I think people tend to forget all these guys on the court day in and day out. They are professional basketball players for a reason. Um, they go out and play the games for a reason, regardless of records. I mean, you watched um, the Detroit Pistons go in and beat freaking OKC today. So anything can freaking happen in the league. So anytime doesn't matter if you win by one point, doesn't matter if you win by 30 points, you know, it is important to win a game. And then if you can get that win streak going, it kind of continues to separate you from other teams. So, and a lot of these teams right now, like, especially the Clippers, like they've just been on an absolute tear since acquiring James Harden. I think they've only lost like a total of four games since they've acquired him, which is like absolutely crazy. So if we can kind of, you know, get these like stretches of games, especially this road trip, um, if we can come out over 500, that would just be amazing um, because then I think that will definitely help separate us from, you know, the rest of the Western Conference. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, like you said, Dale, like, we've been pretty much, like, playing like we usually do. It's just um, we're hitting more shots. Um, and also, I think the, one of the key things that uh, has happened, like, over the course of the winning streak is players have been hitting free throws. Like, we've really been struggling with missing uh, free throws um, and all that. So just literally the easy, the easiest um, thing in basketball, getting your free throws and hitting them, like, things like that. And just like Liz said, like, once you win a game, you get in a groove, you get in a rhythm, and it just helps you to move forward, to progress. And, like, you know, winning is a nice feeling. No one likes to lose. So um, that just keeps you going as well. Um, obviously like Domas just, you know, what is this, his, this game was like his 27th straight double, double, um, as well as like De'Aaron uh, playing well again, HB stepping up, you know, Kevin hitting his shots, Keegan playing that defense, like just those like things that are just coming together, um, during these moments, being able, uh, to win these games and like start a win streak that hopefully will continue. Absolutely. And I think, 
it's interesting to note the last three games, the Kings are now third in offensive rating. They're still 18th in defensive rating, which is what they've been all year. Uh, but they are eighth in net rating. Um, I think it's all going to drop and maybe rise. So hopefully if we could stick around in the eighth to 14th range uh, for, for the rest of the season, I think we'll be fine. And, you know, I could actually imagine them getting out of the first round and, and feel good about that. But yeah, uh, we needed this win streak, especially these two road games uh, to get our heads back on straight. Uh, I know a lot of us were losing faith uh, with the four game losing streak. And that was rough. Um, you know, one could say the fan base was in shambles, uh, but it is what it is. Um, we have this road trip still. Um, we have Memphis on Monday, Miami on Wednesday, and then that back-to-back at the end of the week with Indiana and Chicago, and then we finish it off next Monday with Cleveland. Any concerns for you? Any final bosses that you see? I mean, I think I would say, I mean, any game is is scary no matter the situation. You look at Memphis, they're just depleted with injuries, but I mean, this Kings teams, for some reason, they just like always want to play down to their competition instead of just like putting their foot on the gas and just running away with a, you know, victory. Um, but I would probably say Miami definitely because just having Eric Spolster as a head coach, um, he's just so great. I know they're on like a six game losing streak right now. Uh, so they obviously are trying to find their own groove. Um, but at any time, you know, they can win, uh, you know, any given moment. And they have guys out there that can shoot. Um, you know, you have Bam, you have Tyler Hero can shoot the ball. They just acquired Scary Terry uh, from the Hornets, so he can go off at any moment. We've always kind of had issues with him as well. Um, but I would say that Indiana game, uh, you know, especially with their newly acquired Siakam, he obviously wasn't playing when we played them in Sacramento, and they still beat us. Tyrese Halliburton was also out. So if you have both those guys playing, um, I'm kind of excited for that game to see how they look, you know, together, and you know, because I think it'll take some games for them to get comfortable. Uh, but yeah, I think those would be the only games that I'd be like super concerned about. Yeah, like Liz said, um, Memphis has a lot of players out due to injury. So just like stepping up and not allowing um, them to, you know, take advantage. Like a lot of these players are, you know, they're NBA players. They want to have want to play more minutes um, and, you know, showcase their skills and everything, whether it be continuing to play with that team or like moving on the next year. So they're playing as hard as they can. And you can't, this is the NBA. You cannot just, um, you know, not, you can't step, you cannot stop, step up to um, play to a game and play to your competition. Cause things like that happen where they end up stealing a game for you They're They might be, um, what is it like 15 to 20, uh, 28, but still like you need to like step up and um, play well. Um, as for Indiana and Miami, I mean, it's a hard place to play. I feel like their home court advantage um, really works in their favor and everything. And Tyrese isn't going to be playing again, um, it feels like. So it's just like, you know, again, playing um, with effort and not, you know, just going like, oh, they don't have their best player. It's going to be easier. No, you got to take advantage of the fact that they don't have their best player and just play hard um, and, you know, play to win and not play to lose especially if the lead is big and everything. So, um, yeah, I don't, I think we probably will go like maybe, maybe two, two. And what is that? How many games is that? One, two, three, four, five, probably like three and two, hopefully, 
hopefully not four and one, but that would be nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I see us maybe dropping a couple. Well, as you know, as the yeah. flag bearer for variants, uh, I fear all teams. Um, yeah. but I will see. I will say um, I hope Miami gets a win before Wednesday because I think I would hate to be the team that they break their losing streak to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, like Liz said, there's always the coach Spo factor. She didn't mention Jaime Hawkes. I'm a little disappointed, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am looking forward to seeing how we play against Jaime Hawkes. And yeah, we'll see uh, how we play against a hungry Miami Heat team. And then I've said this in the previous episodes, I really do fear getting ran out of the building uh, by the Pacers. And they already beat us at home. I would love to get our lick back. Um, but they have such a good system going on and they're still trying to figure out Siakam and how he fits in there, but he's doing fine. And so I think that would be the biggest game for me and to see how the Kings respond and and see if they could get their win back. I will say too, Daley, um, just to kind of go off of that, because I look at teams, you know, especially when it comes to a game, you know, like game time and, you know, we look at the roster and there's injuries and things like that. I mean, you can kind of tell when a team is like separated with like a championship contending team to, um, you know, kind of our team where we're kind of in the, the progress of building something like that. Uh, but I was watching the, you know, Philadelphia 76ers game yesterday against the Denver Nuggets. And I was like, basically against a fully Nuggets, you know, healthy Nuggets team. and the 76ers were without Embiid. They had no Maxi, um, no Tobias Harris. I mean, those are three of their starters are down right there. So the fact that you can kind of see that they were competing all night, guys like Patrick Beverly stepped up, Paul Reed stepped up, had a great game. I mean, you can tell the championship teams, oh, we should have won this game because they had their best players out. That's not always the case because if a team has a deep roster, which, you know, championship contenders do have those deep rosters as a Philadelphia 76ers team, as a, you know, Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, you know, even Indiana, their bench is super, super deep. They have guys that can step up on any given night. So it's insane when a guy like Tyrese Halliburton is out, you think, oh, okay, but you have TJ McConnell who can just do the most outrageous things on the court. He just gives you those hustle minutes. He can get buckets when he wants to. Um, and he seemed to always click the Kings as long as I can remember. So it's always important to people, like for people just not looking at like the major names that are like not healthy and out for a game. If you actually like watch and pay attention, you could know that sometimes their bench and their depth also can cook. And that's why, you know, it separates those teams from us as well. Well, the Pacers have Nemhard and Aaron Neesmith, and, and I want to see how Keegan responds to Aaron Neesmith. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind he'll be guarding him, if not De'Aaron. And then uh, Nemhard knows what he's doing. He's a great floor manager for them. So, yeah, that'll be really interesting. Yeah, I, I just want us to get our win back, period, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so speaking of building a championship team, I mean, it's funny. I, I saw a post on Reddit and, and someone was like, Oh, well now, now that we know that Harrison Barnes good, <laughs> who else do we trade? Which I think is the most bizarre way to look at it. Um, but what are the Kings needs? Uh, I think we could all agree that. And we've heard the trade rumors. Oh yeah. Kings are looking for a, a two way uh, 
forward to match with De'Aaron, it's like, well, no shit. I think most teams need a two uh, a two way wing or a two way uh, forward power forward that could help a team out. That helps any team out. Um, what do they need though? What's the next step? Yeah, I think you know. Obviously, every team I think wants that like three and D type of guy. I mean, that's probably every freaking team's dream. I definitely think you know. I, I love Davion. Um, but I think we need more of a consistent, you know, role at that backup point guard position just to give De'Aaron some of those minutes off and things like that. Um, and then I think, you know, obviously, you know, Harrison Barnes is is getting older. His, he's not going to get any younger. I mean, his production these past few games has been great. Um, but yes, eventually it's not a secret. You're going to have to upgrade at his position because especially with the timeline of the rest of basically the starting five, you know, they're more in the 25 to 26 age range. And then obviously Keegan's, you know, a little younger, but I mean, we, we talked about this in, you know, one of the spaces after a game and even Jill brought up a great point. Like if you can somehow keep Harrison and, you know, upgrade at his position in a starting role, but have him on your bench. I mean, that would be absolutely huge because if you can come off your bench and play with guys like Malik and things like that, I think that would just be absolutely awesome. But, you know, I'm not a GM for a freaking reason. There's reasons that, you know, guys are out there actually getting paid, you know, money to do these things um, because they know how to build rosters and things like that. So I can't really give like the for sure answer, but I just think like glaring what we've kind of been missing because it's kind of like last year, I feel like we had like a, a center issue. We couldn't really figure out that backup center issue, but we kind of have it, you know, certain matchups will either go to uh, JaVale or they'll go to Alex Lynn. And I think both have, you know, done good things when they've gotten their minutes. But this season, it's been more of that backup point guard where it's it's been between Davion and Keon. And while Keon is really, really good on defense, um, sometimes his offense just isn't there and that, you know, can kind of hurt sometimes. And then same with Davion, his defense can always be great, but he's on the, the smaller side. So it's hard for him to guard certain matchups when he gets switched on. Um, so, yeah, I think that backup position is just kind of important as well. Yeah, um, I totally agree with all that. I think maybe taking the load off of um, Domas at that center position, he does so much. I understand like Len and uh, Javel are completely different uh, type of centers from Domas, but maybe getting more of a playmaker and everything. Uh, but they have been playing solid. Um, I mean, the whole thing with Harrison Barnes, it's hard because, like, right now you're like, oh, he's playing so well. Like, why would you trade him? But, like, overall picture, then maybe, yeah, he would be an asset um, to trade for. Of course, Some trades look cr absolutely crazy that I do not agree with trying to leverage our future um, with trades. But, yes, some type of improvement right there um, if we do want to be a serious contender. And like Liz said, like, that backup point guard position is kind of a mess. Um I don't really think we're going to bank on Davion for the, you know, to back up Fox like that. It's, it's hard when you have such a like elite point card point, excuse me, point guard like De'Aaron Fox. Um, uh, and then you need someone to like, you know, back him up and you, you can't really compare them to because he's like so elite. Um, so like having Davion or Keon, like it's, it's, it's a bit of a, um, you can't live up to what Fox is doing, but yeah, the, the offense kind of just falls, um, falls down when you, when you play players like that, but something like that. Um, I, I remember daily mentioning a player like Tyus Jones, maybe, um, we trade for him. I think that would be a good fit. 
um, in that position. But yeah, um, I, I I trust what Monty will do in the coming. I mean, the trade deadline is coming up and everything. I'm not sure what he's going to exactly do. I'm sh- <clears throat> uh, I don't think he's going to like leverage our future or anything like that. Um, and maybe just he'll play the long, long game, but uh, excited to see what he decides to choose. Right. And yeah, I mentioned that as well, as far as mm-hmm. keeping Harrison Barnes and having him come off the bench. Uh, I think yeah. he's the perfect piece for a championship team to come off the bench and help out uh, kind of like Jeff Green, um, mm-hmm. just a glue guy. And I know that's cliche, but it's true. Uh, he's, he's a connecting piece. Um, he does everything, uh, well, not super great. He's not elite, but he just does everything well, and he gets to the line. I, I think every team needs that. But is he a starter on a championship team? Uh, no, he isn't. Um, I still think the number one thing this team needs to do is just sign Monk in the offseason. Um, I just think it's such a luxury to have somebody that can make plays and, and has the basketball feel that he has and his pick-and-roll mastery uh, when he comes in. Like instantly, when he comes in, you can guarantee there's going to be – a Javel dunk or oop um, or his little pocket passes uh, through the tightest of windows to DeMontis uh, for an easy layup or dunk. It's a beautiful thing to see. It's it's easy offense for us and, and it makes things easy on the offense and it makes us easy, us easy for us to manufacture points. You like how I'm saying we and us like a total homer, but uh, yeah, uh, I think those are our needs. So just want to thank everybody for listening. And thanks for making us a part of your day. Good day, good night, and light the beam. Good night, y'all. Good night. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.